Kia ora, bienvenidos, and welcome to Do It Yourself, mate. Do it yourself, mate. Do it yourself, mate. The business startup podcast where we'll be chatting to some of Aotearoa's local entrepreneurs that have taken the plunge and come out with a beautiful business. The highs, the lows, the do's, the don'ts. Let's take a deep dive into Do It Yourself, mate's next guest. So to, today we have Kyson Chang on the show, which is my old accounting director and the an ex Dunedinite. And in fact, he is the the man that interviewed me for my first job out of university. So thanks for coming on the show, Kyson. First off, thanks for having me on here, Arthur. Um, just seeing from my perspective, um, obviously, like you said, we started work together a number of years ago now at the same firm, and to see your growth, that's been pretty impressive. Um, so, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Kyson, today we were talking about your business, which is Margin Gains, an accounting practice that you have started um, around about a year and a half ago, but... Before that, you were a director at a bigger accounting firm, a, a mid-tier um, that goes by the name of Baker Tilly Staples Broadway, where we both worked together. But, you know, you went through, you know, almost 10 years of climbing the ranks. And what was it that made you jump, um, you know, into your own business and, and started to, to look at starting your own practice? Just, yeah, I guess in terms of um, the decision-making, um, what probably played a factor, or I guess was the main catalyst, um, was really that COVID period, and I think it was the case for many, where I guess lots of people, because of the circumstances, maybe just reviewed um, their situation and you know, um, going through something like a lockdown or the the circumstances we had to deal with at the time, you kind of revisit your priorities and what's important to you. Mm. Um, obviously, I think what, what played another factor as well was um, I always try to be quite values-based in my decision-making. And um, I think some of the decisions... You know, I'm not sure if it's something I should bring up, but some of the decisions we made over the COVID period um, as a firm, I just found no longer aligned with sort of my values. And mm -hmm. yeah, and I guess that, so those probably two factors were the biggest, um, yeah, biggest, I guess, factors in me deciding to make the change. Because mm. um, to be honest, before then I had... I never really considered at all about moving. Okay. Um, okay. And ever since I was sort of grad, um, you know, and the biggest, you know, the main reason for me coming back was I'd always felt like that firm. Well, I felt a sense of ownership that it was my firm, and you know what I mean. I I kind of wanted to stay there as the final stop, but life's funny that way. 
yeah well they're obviously you know keep providing you you're obviously doing um the good things they obviously keep providing you opportunities and you know uh, up you climbed but there would have been a, a stage you know where you were like okay we've got some some different thinking going on there i think in the auckland office there might have been somewhere between maybe like you know 12 to 20 directors but you know thinking that um you know you might have might have jumped ship or, or started your own thing was there a point that you were like okay or a goal level that you were like okay i'm gonna set the state in my mind and then i'm gonna leave or um was it a revenue thing or client thing where you're trying to achieve something at work and then be like right now now's the time to go um yeah i mean th those are really good points you've raised i think yeah the first off being you're right. While I've decided or made the decision to leave, I'm still very grateful for my time there. Um, I did get a lot of really, really cool opportunities and um, really good. It was a really good training ground. Um, and, if, and every, I guess, alumni that I talked to um, has pretty fond memories around the training and the people that you come through the ranks with. Um, and some of those people are still my kind of closest friends today so definitely grateful for that um in terms of the turning point that's uh yeah I think you're right so when I first started as a graduate I definitely had a different feel about it um it was uh, it was always a big firm but um I think it had grown from mm. something like 12 to 15 partners to the 19 partners I think it was when I left so it was a very different, different beast, I guess. Right. Um, but again, I, I think for me, it's always about that values alignment and it's probably bad, <laughs> bad for me to say, but, um, you know, if the values aren't aligned and you're not giving your hundred percent for me to go. I'm clearly not giving my hundred percent. I don't know if this is, you know, the right place for me anymore. And yeah. 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 I've always been pretty, um, pretty, um, well, I like to think I've always been pretty, pretty hard worker. So yeah. When, when your heart isn't in it anymore, yeah. you feel like you're not, not doing a good job. What I've seen or, um, yeah, seeing what I think goes wrong in, in some other coworkers that I've worked with is it's taken them a while to, to, um, make any change when they're, you know, mm. when that happens, you kind of start to possibly even resent the workplace that you're in and, um, I prefer to kind of keep that yeah. positive view of, of my experience there. Yeah. 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 Well, you're, you're in a, a unique position um, as far as guests on the show. Uh, you know, all of, I think you are now number five or six um, guests on the show. And everyone else um it's quite often you know people start you know from the bottom with no revenue at all and, and your accounting firm you took 
over another business, right? So you bought a, a client base, essentially. So you had revenue coming in from day dot, I guess. What, what was it like kind of taking over a, a completely new client base? Like, obviously, your style of accounting is very relationships based. But what, yeah, was there quite a lot of work to be done at the start? What was that like? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely a challenge. Um, and mm. yeah, I, I, when I, when I talk about it with people, I was kind of liking it to when I first came through the ranks, um, back at the old firm, um, in terms of the level of effort required to, mm -hmm. to get to being a director or partner and committing to something like this, you, you committing to, to trading off something else in, in your, um, life, whatever that may be. Um, so yeah i guess and I, i'll give you a bit of context around maybe you know the reasoning behind why i did it I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily better or worse in terms of approach um but or reasoning but i i, I think if i was to do it again i'm not sure i would necessarily buy into another firm as a starting point. So the reasonings or context behind me wanting to, to take that approach, and it's the same with many people looking at um, businesses to buy. Um, like you said, there's that, that revenue that um, obviously there's a upfront investment in capital from your end to, to buy into that. Um, but it means that they're in theory, um, depending on how you structure the deal, positive cash flow um from the get-go and, and for for me that was that was really important because i've got a family to support and and then i guess the the other side to it was um so when i left my last firm i think i, I felt uh for whatever reason a sense of loyalty around not wanting to take any clients with me um and so that's been the case since i've left um and then i guess that's coupled with the mm -hmm. fact that being a director partner there's a strong non-compete there anyway um in terms of something to mitigate me taking clients was there any clients that you know either maybe really love the old accountant and he or you had or she he or she might have had to brief them and obviously you know we're changing ownership um and i can imagine there might be some clients that could almost, you know, be a risk of dropping off when when the the hands change, uh, because especially if you bring in, you know, new practices or, you know, price changes or or software changes. Did that? Did you find that as a bit of a challenge? Yeah, I think just in general, people are people are always, um, you know, on average averse to change. I came into the firm with my own kind of working style um view perspective on how systems and processes yeah. should be run and um it you know it doesn't always mm -hmm. line up with the the previous person running the firm so um i think again go harking yeah. back to the experience um at the last firm um for some of the clients um that i had there they were, or, you know, had been passed on from, from someone else. So, um, 
I kind of backed myself to to manage that process pretty well um, because I'd already gone through it before. Um, yeah, I guess I, I one of the things though that I maybe underappreciated was, you know, by the time I left, I think I'd been a director partner at at the last firm for four years, and so had maybe gotten used to not having to <laughs> to do that as much. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Taking something over, um, nobody likes change. And um, often if something goes wrong, the reasoning or, or the or people will naturally jump to um, using the change as the scapegoat. Um, and so yeah. in terms of the timing of, of buying the business, a lot, a lot of things didn't go right at the same time. And so it's been a challenge to manage all the moving pieces. So yeah, yeah. The the um, I guess I, I've been uh, talking with a lot of people, or at least hearing about people talk about the current brain drain. You know, most of um, a lot of people my age, most of my friends have, are all overseas. So at the moment, I can imagine it's quite hard to find good staff. And you have, you know, probably been doing tens hundreds of interviews a year for the last uh you know few years uh, hopefully there isn't any young arthurs swindling you into employment um but you know for the young accountants out there uh i would recommend if you can go working for kaisen are, are you cu currently recruiting are you is that a thing you're focusing on at the moment yeah so we we are in a bit of a the period where we're trying to stabilize the you know and get everything right first um but we're always looking for good people. Um, I've always been a big believer in, in, in you know, being open-minded or going into work with a mentality that there'll always be work there and that good people attract good work. So, you know, especially in a in an industry or business where, um, you know, people are our number one product or number one um, offering to clients. Um, in the accounting industry, it's really important to have that team mix, right? So yeah, for sure. Um, just on that brain, brain drain though, it, it is, um, cause I, I went through something similar when I was a graduate, we went through the GFC. Um, and basically there was a two or three year mm. period where, um, people weren't getting jobs in the UK and stuff like that. So when, you know, the recovery kind of happened and we had a similar, blip out where you know everyone did the well started to do their OE properly again um including others who had to wait a year or two to be able to do it mm -hmm. um it's going to be a tricky period in that recruitment space um um and interesting to see what the mm. government does in terms of like, immigration settings and that sort of thing and and i i think because so one of my friends that i studied down in dunedin with him as well um he's a accounting professor or um and he and he just in no well when we caught up last which is probably about a month ago now um he he you know had been signaling that covid um one of the industries that was badly affected was the education industry um so not only overseas students coming in but you know the, the drying up of funding for the universities as a result and the number of graduates coming 
or deciding to do accounting and coming through was was also a bit of a challenge. So it'll be interesting to see what it's like over the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it is it's, it's strange. I guess kind of history is is repeating itself a little bit there. Um, but you know, you you've you've been through it before, so you you'll hopefully <laughs> with a with the storm, um, hold on to your good employees. I guess is probably the uh, the you know the best thing you can do at the moment. Um, I I wanted to ask you a question. So I've I've worked out that the current the the business I'm currently running um, is my ninth attempted startup, <laughs> um, which I'm going to talk about in a, in, in a in a another episode. All of my um, my learning experiences or failures. Um, but when you know when is a good time for a, a business a person starting up a business to look at. Um, or look for an accountant. Like obviously, I've got you know some accounting knowledge behind me, so I haven't really had to yet. But yeah, what what would you say to a young entrepreneur or someone starting a business? It's hard to say this without sounding biased because we're accountants. But um, you know, from from my opinion, um, yeah, it yeah, it it always helps, including an accountant right from the get go, um, and. Mm. Yeah, and and obviously, being in that um, starting space, often cash flow for advice isn't is is a bit is at a bit of a premium. So, um, you know, you kind of have to scrimp and save mm -hmm. and try and manage where you can and um, um, lean on on friends for free advice and stuff like that. But um, yeah, if you can or where you can and when you can, I would strongly encouraged to use an accountant from the beginning. Um, and the reason for that is just, you know, as with anything, going into going into a into a venture like that, um, planning and preparation is is kind of really important. Um, and so accountants just by nature of the work that they do um, are kind of really good at providing that structure. Um, and soundboard for making sure that planning and decision making at that planning stage and tracking as you go are robust and good. Yeah. There's a few technical things that, you know, if not done right at the start can come and bite you a little bit down the track. Yeah. And I, and I think it's, you know, because we get to see so many businesses as part of our role, um, you get to see where things work and where things go wrong and it's not to say that you know just because we're accountants we're amazing business people um it's more about just mm. providing that insight that we've got from experience um and um i guess enabling these you know the business leaders to make good decisions um because you know every, you know similar to what i was saying before everyone's everyone's values are, you know, might be different or why they do business might be different or so it's more about providing them the information and good information rather than making the decision for them. Yeah. 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 And is, is there any uh, advice that you would provide to looking for an accountant? Obviously, you know, word of mouth is, there's nothing better than that. Um, yeah what what does someone look for because it is a, a mess a little bit um obviously the big four 
it's very pricey but yeah there is there is now you know quite a few small end medium end accountants what should someone be looking for at the start yeah i think whenever you're dealing with um advisors i think from my from my perspective the best or most important part to that relationship is communication so whenever mm. um yeah whenever i whenever i talk to a new potential client it's often about um making sure that they're understanding what i'm trying to communicate you know there's nothing worse than getting an advisor or an accountant that um you don't necessarily get along with or don't understand what they're talking about um yeah and that's happened you know it happens to everyone so you know not everyone's going to appreciate how i work or communicate um and it's it's you know when when you're going through um managing a business that communication and, and understanding the information is key so working with someone that you find is really good at talking talking you through all of that um i think that's probably the biggest thing for me um um and then yeah and then i guess the next part would be obviously looking at their experience and background around the sort of work that they've done previously yeah yeah so in, in short takes takes you out for beers at the start <laughs> shows shows you good time you get along with well yeah. oh you've learned well after that's good <laughs> um i would like to yeah we what what where's the um the the end goal or the, or the short maybe not end goal but what 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 is margin gains going to be doing over, over the next five years where do you want to take it um you know i guess the, the sky is is the limit with a, a accounting industry but you know it's not all about that yeah it's it's funny you ask that because i think from my perspective i had this clear vision of what i thought the firm wanted to be you know what i wanted the firm to be when i first started started out um but just because of the you know how hard it's been in terms of i think when when i first bought the business in auckland we went into a 100 day lockdown pretty much as i was buying it or as we were settling mm -hmm. um the client base that we bought is um probably you know largely um, property based and a whole bunch of new property legislation and tax rules came into force so that we had to manage um obviously everything i was talking about with uh, just the change in general and trying to manage or um work you know help clients through that change um so at this <laughs> and and it's and we're still kind of going through that because it's only really been a year and a half or just over um so we're probably like most <laughs> startups that you mentioned before we're probably still a little bit in firefighting stage and um less on the longer term strategy stage um so for me talking before about um the trade-offs um i think key things that were important to me when I first left was um, having lots of time for family, uh, working with really good people, 
and building a team that enjoys coming to work and working together. Um, so maybe I maybe I probably don't have a sound structural way to just you know KPIs to describe that to you at this stage, but that's kind of the sense and feel of the firm that I'm keen to be a part of when you know in five years. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, sounds like a, a firm I could be a part of. Uh, so the, 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 those are good guys. <laughs> um, so Kyson, I'd like to move into the, the quick fire round, which is where I asked you uh, some short little questions um, and, you know, short little answers. So you can be bouncing those back at me. Uh, what is your favorite cocktail? Ooh, the grunning. Aha. Had one of those in the weekend. It was it was it was certainly a bit stiffer than usual, but uh, still went down well. Yeah, I'm not sure when I, when I started liking that. I don't know. So, oh, you raised the um, that business business analyst role, so that I had coming through. So it was mm. for Jim Beam, and as part of being part of that team, uh, or one of the ethos when I was there was that every staff member, you know, regardless of role had to be a brand ambassador. Um, and as a result, you get roped into trying all the different whiskeys and stuff. And so that's probably where, it, yeah. yeah. So that's definitely where my um, appreciation for whiskey and stuff like Negroni started. <laughs> um, how, how do you, how do you have your coffee? Uh, long black. Long black. Favorite gym exercise? Ooh. Mm, probably hit cardio. Oh, nice, strong. Uh, so uh, one that's one one that I've been thinking about for the last five years. Why why are accountants so boring? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, you don't have to answer that one. It's an easy. It's an easy answer, Arthur. It's an easy answer. Yeah, it's because we all we all you know we're all nerds. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and have you? Uh, oh yeah, and yeah. This is this is this is one. Um, what's the biggest net loss that you've seen? You know, so to the the, the non-accountants, that's essentially how much money they've uh, lost throughout the year over over a year. You mean in one single year or over a number of years? Yeah, one year, one year. Um, yeah, it was definitely in the. It was definitely over five million. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the exact number, but a while ago now. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's a heifer. Yeah, it was a heifer. Some of it. Some of it was to do with, um, you know, the business being underperforming but um a lot of it also was the fact that it was it was is i guess a new investment and still finding its feet so i got you um yeah back at the last firm i was well, i had the privilege of working with a number of really high high net worth families and it seems a lot to us but <laughs> for some it's you know it's kind of yeah yeah the numbers are just a different scale yeah, true, true. Um, the the la last question I'm going to ask you, Kyson, is a question that I ask, um, you know, everyone 
on, on, on that comes on the show. So if you could take a trip down memory lane and look back, maybe you're on a Zoom call like we are right now, uh, talking to yourself before you started margin gains, yep. which words of advice would you be giving yourself? Mm, that is a good question. Um, I think, yeah, I think um, probably the biggest, you know, one of, one of the, I guess, the things I'm, I'm really guilty of is often getting lost in the operations and especially when you're in firefighting mode phase, um, mm -hmm. you know, losing sight of that, you know, be able to step back, review what the intention was from the beginning, what the plan was, um, and having more structure around mm. that so that you execute. And I think mm. that's probably the biggest, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing I would get or encourage Kyson from two years ago with is, um, yeah, yeah. it's funny that, you know, it's funny I mentioned it now because I kind of, was warning people, you know, talk to an accountant as soon as you, as soon as possible. But yeah, for me, definitely in, you know, making sure that I got a good sounding board or advisor from the get go. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got one now. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a, a few now. Yeah. Um, and they've made a massive difference to, you know, just reminding me of, of what the, what the strategies are and, and sticking to that rather than getting stuck in the weeds of operations. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I, I really like that. And funny that you say that because I've, um, you know, done everything I can to absorb a lot of information and uh, wealth of knowledge from you. So, um, yeah, definitely can relate to that one. Find um, a mentor or someone that can, you know, show you the ropes and give you some advice. So that's uh, very wise words there. Yeah. And the thing is, you're never too old or too smart to, you know, have good good advice well that that brings us to the end of the show kyson thank you again for for coming on um yeah it's been it's been good to to, to hear your perspective because it's it's been a, a different one um to that to the other guests so yeah really appreciate your time no worries thanks for having me again arthur oh why hello there you've made it all the way to the end thank you for listening to do it yourself mate and if you've enjoyed what you've heard, give us a like, give us a follow, maybe even share us around. And stay tuned for next week's episode. Kakite.